Good morning. Good morning. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, let your merciful ears be attentive to the prayers of your servants, and by your word and spirit teach us how to pray, that our petitions may be pleasing before you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Genesis 18. Then the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. So the men turned from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom 50 righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered and said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the 50 righteous are lacking. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 there. Again, he spoke to him and said, suppose 40 are found there. He answered, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Suppose 30 are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. He said, behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 are found there. He answered, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak again, but this once. Suppose 10 are found there. He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. And the Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the epistle lesson is from Colossians chapter 2. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elementary, elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospels from St. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13 now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. 
Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer within, Do not bother me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get, get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he, he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, it will be open. What father among you, if your son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Well, this week we focus on prayer um, as, as the theme. Um, it's what Christians do. It, uh, when we fear, love, and trust in God above all things, um, the heart believes the word and, and the mouth speaks to God in prayer. And we pray because as Christians, we depend upon everything for God. Um, Martin Luther made that phrase, it's true, we're all, we're all beggars. But yet we struggle with prayer. Um, we struggle, um, our sinful flesh pulls us away from prayer and to other thoughts and other things. The devil tempts us to uh, trust in other things than God and pray to him. And uh, it's for this reason that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. Um, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. And we still, I think, have that, that same request that the Lord would teach us to pray. And, and what he does is he, he lays out really, I would say, the perfect prayer, the Lord's Prayer the Our Father. And uh, Luke has an abbreviated form of it. I'm not quite sure why, but um, Matthew, of course, gives us a little bit more. But there are five things that, um, that, that Jesus has us ask about. We could maybe even call them the ABCs of prayer. And those five things are, first of all, that God's name be holy among us, uh, that his kingdom would come, that we would have bread, uh, forgiveness, and that we'll be um, not led into temptation. Really, these are five basic things, five things that we can't live without. If you really think about those five things, I guess I was thinking about it a little bit more. Um, God's name, his kingdom, bread, forgiveness, and not to be led into temptation. So Jesus gives us these words to speak to him. And, and then he tells a little parable, and that, that parable kind of, um, uh, the story about the man going, um, uh, oh, going at night, <laughs> And uh, wanting to ask for three loaves of bread, it's kind of, I, I, that's kind of a ridiculous thing. Um, I live on Carmen Avenue, and um, half the people on Carmen Avenue are Lutherans. And I've asked them for a lot of things over the years, 15 years living there. Uh, when my daughter hit the garage and went off the side of the foundation with the car, I knocked on Stan Sixel's door and asked him for help. <laughs> you didn't ask for bread at the middle of the night. Um, but, you know, I never have done that. I thought about that. I've never pounded on their door at midnight and asked Stan for bread. Well, you should try it uh, Sunday, Saturday night. And Saturday. You're preparing for your sermon. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but he, he talks about that uh, impudence. Um, it, it's really a word that means it takes a lot of nerve mm -hmm. to do that. Um, I was, as I was studying about this, the, the, the um, Jewish people have a word. Chutzpah. Yeah. 
It takes a lot of chutzpah to do that. And, and, and that's what our Lord wants us to do in prayer, um, to have chutzpah, to, to not have any fear of going to him for anything. I don't know about you, but when uh, I'm not very good at waking up in the middle of the night if the phone rings, usually my wife gets it. Um, it might be one of the kids or something, and, and she'll say, um, there's a family member, you have to take this call. And that's really what happens when we pray to Jesus. He goes and he to the Father and says, we have a family need here. Mm -hmm. uh, a baptized child of God is coming and asking uh, and is asking for something. And we get that seek and you a knock and it will be open to you. Uh, so those are just some initial thoughts here um, that I have. And of course, Abraham's prayer was, is talk about um, a prayer of, um, of chutzpah. I mean, <laughs> well, and he just keeps going on. You know, as, as you're reading it, you say, well, just say 10 right away. <laughs> <laughs> or get down to one. Or get know? down to one, yeah. yeah. And even for one, right? That's yeah. what the Lord says. You know, I was thinking about it in terms of, and I, the way you unpack it, when they ask how to pray, Jesus just says, say this. Yeah. And I love what Dietrich Bonhoeffer says about prayer. He says, the richness of the word of God ought to determine our prayer not the poverty of our hearts. That's why in our devotions, it's always good to read the word of God and let that word of God then, um, you know, meditate on that word of God and that shapes and forms our prayers. We ask God for the things he wants to give and all of those things that you mentioned. Right. What does he want to do? He wants to forgive your sins. He wants to keep you from temptation, right? He wants uh, you to receive his kingdom as it comes to you through his word. Um, those are um, the, the really important things. And I was reading your summary right. of yeah, the, the sermon. And, and, you know, when we don't get the things we ask for in the end, we really do mm -hmm. because it's for eternity, not just the you know, temporary, but the eternal things that God is interested that we have. Now, the other things he takes care of as well, our daily bread, right. you know, what, whatever that might be, even fixing your garage, I guess, could be considered <laughs> daily bread. <laughs> well, I don't know, daily, I hope you don't hit your garage <laughs> daily, but those sorts of things. But but really having that that way of, in your devotional life, of, of accessing the word of God and then even if you take, you know, a, a portion of that word of God and meditate on it and then see how that shapes and forms your prayer and how that prayer relates to your everyday life, I think is a, a yeah. really good thing. And the story with Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, talk about a culture that was just unraveling. And that's really a good model for us. I mean, our world is chaotic and dark and it's some we throw our hands up in the air and as Christians, sometimes we don't even know what to what to do. But Abraham really gives us the example here of, of simply going on our knees in prayer because mm -hmm. um, our Lord is the only one who can fix this mess and ultimately he'll do it on the last day in, in the recreation uh, and make all things new again. But I think it's, it's a good reminder, I know for me, is that um, um, I can't fix a lot of things, but I can take them to the Lord in prayer. And I, I also like um, where John... Kleinig talks about that um, those who, you know, are caught up in the evil or maybe are very um, mean or mm. uh, hate you, right? right. Um, he says they're not the enemy. The devil is. They're people for whom Christ has died. Mm -hmm. And to take um, their needs uh, in prayer to the Lord, that they need 
um, that they would know the joy of repentance and the forgiveness of sins and, and life that is um, a joy as opposed to life that seeks to take from others. And those who, who are caught up in all of those things, you know, or those who maybe scream the loudest mm -hmm. or yell the loudest, often they're the ones who are hurting the most. Right. And to think of that in terms of the story of how they got there and how um, God through his word can bring them back and to trust that word to do that. And, you know, we, we have a table or we're at the table of, um, you know, the Lord's cabinet, if you will. He, he allows us to talk to him and, and he listens to us. And notice how he goes back and forth with Abraham. Abraham. And, you know, Abraham's prayers make a difference. So do yours in Christ, right? right? As we, we call on the name of the Lord. In prayer in his name begins with his speaking and our listening. And then we learn what to ask for and and find joy and peace in what the Lord gives. Mm -hmm. So well, we have a great hymn um, that speaks about prayer. Um, it's hymn 773 out of out of Lutheran's service book. Um, Hear us, Father, when we pray. Um, and he's bringing out that through your Son and the Spirit, that Jesus presents our prayers before the Father. Um, wonderful hymn uh, written by uh, Chad Bird, who had a tragedy this past week. His his son, yeah, um, tripped while he was hiking and fell and died. Um, and yeah, just 21, years, 21 old. years old and in the military and highly honored. And, and um, so we need to keep we certainly family, keep in, our Chad and his family yeah, in our prayers. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do one and three. Okay. Hear us, Father, when we pray, through your Son and in your Spirit, by your Spirit's word convey all that we through Christ inherit, that as baptized heirs we may truly Jesus, advocate on high, sacrifice on Calvary's altar. Through your priestly blood we cry, hear our prayers though they may falter. Place them on your Father's throne as your own. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks.